This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn here on My Talk 1071. I'm the Bradley. The Dawn will be back with us tomorrow. And it's just Mike and I hanging out, being a couple dudes, dude and dude things. I don't dude. know what that means. Just means we're uh, holding down the fort. Frankly. Yeah, we are. And uh, quite well so far, I must say, Mike, kudos to you um, for doing your regular duties and so much more with your mouth. Anytime. Uh, keeping us talking. But I did actually want to hand things over to you for just a moment because you were telling me about something this morning. The vault experience yeah. on the Googles with Taylor Swift. Now, I'd seen headlines mm-hmm. about, like, head over to Google and get inside Taylor's vault. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But, Mike, thankfully, mm-hmm. you and your wife did the heavy lifting last night. Tell me more. We did. We helped in the way that we could. But uh, Taylor Swift uh, revealed that there's a, uh, with 1989 Taylor's version, the new album that's coming out that she's redoing, of course, uh, there's going to be some vault songs included. So basically, she's pulling out some other songs from the vault, adds to these albums. And she said she was going to release. And I think the last couple of times she's had some sort of little teasers and some sort of different ways for you to try to figure out what those songs would be. She this is, we should say she is like the queen of gamification of celebrity yeah. and has really just marshaled her army of fans to get even more ravenously excited. When we hear stories like yesterday that uh, she is um, taking part or that uh, she was wearing that necklace that had the yeah. opal in it, I'm just yeah. like, the birth, of anybody of else, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's just, you know, that's just a chance. With her, there's a no. meaning behind absolutely everything. I know. Most people would be like, what? Come on, stop. <laughs> You're paying way too. No, that's what she does. She does that and she does it well. Well, what she did is partnered up with Google and what it did is allowed you to Google the name Taylor Swift. So if you heard your friends talk about this, heard anyone talk about this, all you had to do was Google Taylor Swift. Now, there were lots of glitches. I will say that because the stories are out that some people really enjoyed the game. Other people couldn't get it to work uh, during the day. You could tell a lot of people were trying to do it because you were maybe you'd have to Google her name like four or five times before you'd actually get the little vault to appear. Yeah. Then sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. But when that vault appeared, all you would do is click on it and that would open up a puzzle. It almost looked like uh, what's that boggle, that little boggle yeah. game. It almost looked like sure. that with a bunch of letters. Exactly. A bunch of different letters. And then some were one color, another ones were other colors, and that's how you tried to scramble them, unscramble them, to come up with something related to Taylor Swift. might be a song title, it might be a lyric from a song, it might be anything like that. There were 89 different Easter egg puzzles through Google's search engine how many? that would appear. 89 they did. 89 yep. 
oh my for God, the album eight. 1989. Oh, obviously. Yep. Yeah. So 89 different Easter egg puzzles that could have popped up. Now, when you answer them, all you do is where you typed in Taylor Swift, you type in the answer. So if it popped up and it was Wednesday, all scrambled up, for example, you would go into the search bar, type in Wednesday, hit enter, and sure, it would take you to the normal search for Wednesday on Google, but then the little... Uh, belt would open up again you click on that and it would say congratulations you got one puzzle solved and then it would have a little uh progress bar that said zero to 33 million uh you didn't have to solve 33 million puzzles did you collectively the swifties of the world did you know (laughs) if we took that effort yeah to try to solve i don't know Mm -hmm. world whatever yeah (laughs) You just Pick think, your whatever. Th- yeah. I mean, it's amazing. They got how many people? 33 million? 33 million puzzles had to be solved before the vault would open. Now, last night, we uh, were messing around with it before uh, going to bed, and we got to 13, and I'm just like, okay, I'm over this, and 13 yeah. Taylor's number. We'll just stop there. Oh, cute. So we like, stopped there. You guys are such Swifties. I love <laughs> A this. Bit. Uh, and it was at about, I think, maybe 19 million. I th- no, thir- yeah, it was between 13 and 19 million, somewhere in there. And I was like, this is going to happen in the middle of the night. I'm not staying up until until 3 a.m. for yeah. this to happen. Yeah. So we go to sleep, wake up this morning, and uh, I pop open the phone, and I look, and I was like, oh, let me answer one more, see, it's probably unlocked by now. I unlocked it, or did my next puzzle. It was 32,736. So we were basically 270 million. Sorry, million. So we were 270,000 puzzles away from oh getting it God. unlocked. So then we waited a couple of minutes, sure enough. It went. So then what happened once 33 million puzzles had been solved worldwide by people across the globe? Last time I checked, it's the same thing that's happening right now. If you go to Taylor Swift and just Google it, did you do this? Yeah, I actually did. So Google Taylor Swift, you're going to see a vault pop up on the right side and then a little key drops in. And then when it clicks on it, it says, you did it. Congratulations. You unlocked 1989 Taylor version's lyrics. I'm so excited to share the new vault track titles with you. And that's when she informed you that those vault tracks are suburban legends now that we don't talk say don't go and is it over now oh my god i i just love look i'm not yeah. a i'm not a taylor swift fan per se i i love some of her music mm-hmm. but i'm not in that world but i love this as just a like i wish the people who i were fans of behaved this way yeah made it that much more fun to indulge and engage your fandom. Like Mm -hmm. I'm totally here for all of this as, you know, corny or hokey or manipulative as this might seem (laughs) to get people to buy your stuff. I mean, I I just think it's genius. It is. It's absolutely genius. The puzzles, the little subtle meanings, setting also that this woman has literally marshaled Google a, you know, one of the most powerful uh, tech companies in the world at, to, to do her bidding, but mm-hmm. also that she got 33 million puzzles solved. Like, truly, are there codes that we could be breaking as a collective, you know, <laughs> group of humanity? Like, could we use this, this, <laughs> like these forces for uh, more good than just finding out what Taylor Swift songs are going to be on her new album? Probably. This was a heck of a group effort, but yeah. uh, no, people were were loving it. They were going nuts about it again. Google had a little bit of issue with it, and I think they tried to fix that as quickly as possible yeah. because but I mean, uh, you know. the, the headlines now read that Taylor Swift you know, uh, worked with Google in a game full of glitches and things like that, but you're going to have a ton of Swifties, and again, like you said, 33 million people solve these puzzles. That's or, insane. That's how many were solved. And like, how long do we know, do we know how exactly how 
Chicawaga Chuck people. I don't know when it started yesterday, but it started at some point yesterday, and then today at six forty three or something, our time is is when at least that's when I watched it. Yeah, unlocked. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Congrats Smart. to all you Swifties. And her, because you just imagine the view, the results, and when you when you click on Google and you hit it, of course, the first thing you can see is all the different results that pop up and everything. And there were a lot of people googling Taylor Swift and every song lyric she's ever had. So it's a genius play on yeah. Google's part. It's also, a genius play on her team's part to get people to sort of swim in the space on Google, which then, like yeah. you said, gives you the opportunity to like just indulge. It it just yeah, it seems like a win win for everybody. Also, we do have to talk a little bit about before we head out. Taylor, speaking of genius, Mm -hmm. Taylor and Sophie. Oh, yeah. So we talked a little bit about this during the blind items, but Taylor and Swift, uh, Taylor and Swifty, Taylor and Sophie, that is Sophie Turner, the now ex-wife of Joe Jonas, were leaving uh, dinner last night arm in arm, like in front of, you know, cameras, like clicking left and right. Like these two are just, I mean... I just love the celebrity world we live in because Sophie needed a moment mm-hmm. and Taylor's like, hey, I can give you this moment. And you. of course, it gets everybody talking all over again because, of course, Joe Jonas dated not only Sophie Turner, but Taylor Swift. And good for Sophie because we've seen Joe do the exact same thing going on yes, little strolls with exactly. her with the kiddos with the kids. saying, oh, look how great of a father I am. You've never seen me with the kids yeah. before in my entire and life. she's clearly <laughs> not bothered by all these like, you know, oh, she's a partying woman yep. who just wants to party. She's like, screw it. I don't care. I'm a human being. I get to good do what her. I want. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Do you like Pringles, Mike? I'm occasionally, yeah, I'm a fan. Occasionally? Yeah, I mean, I don't often seek out Pringles, but if I had them, I would eat them. Do you have a favorite flavor? Um, Either sour cream and onion or maybe a barbecue. I do love sour cream and onion. I think that's an underrated potato chip flavor. Sure. But the reason I bring that up is because you actually told me about something that Pringles is doing with another food group. Yes. Should we tease the listener to join us on the other side of this break to find out what Pringles is teaming up with we shall because it's kind of weird a little different and we'll decide if we're going to try it when we come back right here on my talk 107.1 it's about time for a snack right I mean we had lunch just before the show probably Mike when do you normally even eat lunch uh, about four minutes ago Okay, what did you have? No, I just, uh, you know me, some tubed meat product. That's right. Mike is literally the king of just like jamming in a few tubed meat products during the show. Some breakfast links uh, today. You love those breakfast sausages. They're so convenient and easy to make, and then you just throw them in the fridge, you pull some out all week long, and yeah. I do love that. I actually had that when I got home from the theater last night. By the way, I'm going to tell you all about my trip to see Beetlejuice at Hennepin Theater Trust last night at the, the Orpheum, but... Let's not talk now about tubed meat products, although we're both fans, clearly. Uh, We need to talk about Pringles. Okay. Because you alerted me to a new partnership that Pringles, the lovable formed potato chip product, is doing with a really surprising food item. Once you pop, the fun don't stop unless you throw some caviar on it. Oh. Fish eggs and Pringles. Uh, yeah, that's uh, apparently a thing. That's nasty. That's nasty. Uh, I'm not a huge caviar fan, I will say, but that really isn't saying much because, like, when does the average person come across 
fish eggs. In fact, this average person, me, has never experienced <gasps> caviar in my life. What? I've never had caviar, no. Okay, well, first, tell us about this partnership yep. or this collab, as yep. the kids don't say anymore. Um, but then we'll talk about fish eggs. Like everything in our world and in our life right now, this apparently was all uh, started because of a TikTok trend. There was uh, apparently a trick TikTok trend where people were adding a dollop of caviar to Pringles, and the videos uh, under that trend have been viewed more than 10 billion times. And as a result, the Caviar Company, a uh, restaurant or a company there that sells caviar in uh, San Francisco, decided to put together what they revealed as a collab between Pringles and the Caviar Company. What it is is a uh, box, and there's three different cost points. You can get the cheapest one for 49 bucks, and it goes all the way up to 140 dollars and uh it's some nice silverware if you get the highest one it's some nice silverware along with two jars of very premium caviar three different types of pringles and uh all in a nice uh velvet and that's going to set you back how much the high most expensive one is 140 dollars the deluxe excuse me i'm not paying a hundred (laughs) dollars for chips it's funny because every time we talk about one of these, you know, experiences, one of these stunt things that they do, yeah. every time you talk about them, it's like, oh, and they went uh, on sale yesterday at one and they're completely sold out by 105. Well, uh, this one is not. Yeah, it's no, I wonder why, yeah, actually. I mm, surprising. <laughs> Either they were ready for the demand or because there is it's no fish demand. eggs. <laughs> Yuck. Now, look, as a fan of sardines, smoked fish, sure. I'm not going to poo poo. I'm not going to yuck someone else's fish yum. There you go. But I don't have a relationship with caviar. I will say the caviar that I've had is um, interesting. It's salty (laughs) and fishy. And if you pair it with something else, you might not even really realize that you're eating fish eggs. I did spend uh, a bit of time in Japan, and I will tell you that fish eggs popped up (laughs) uh, a lot more than I was ever familiar with. So I did get some experience with them there. I am curious, though. I wonder if it's because the Pringles are salty and crispy. Mm -hmm. And you do put caviar traditionally like on a cracker or a blini, like a little crepe thing. Sure. Crepe. So maybe that's why people like I wonder what made someone think like, let's put let's put fish eggs on a. Yeah. I, think, I almost wonder if it'd be too salty. I think of that so many times when the well when the TikTok thing oh, comes oh, up. Like yeah, when yeah. it's just like well, whoever came up with Who's this. Patient zero for this. Uh, yeah, I'm convinced that there's just people that are like, hey, let's just try to do the dumbest thing you can imagine. Yeah. And it's gonna either take off or nobody's gonna watch it and or we'll move on to the next. You're a caviar company and you're like, how do we get people to just, jump on our product? Well, you know, pair it with something that is ubiquitous mm-hmm. among snack lovers. So okay. What I love, I do want to share with the audience, like, in our mind, like, you came in to me and said, hey, did you see that Pringles is... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, pairing up with caviar or vice versa. And I was like, um, okay. And you're like, hey, it's still available. We could get it. The cheap one is only 49 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, let me see how much this is going to cost. And then it occurred to me, Mike. Yeah. I could just head over to Coastal Seafood. This is true. Get us some caviar, pop over to Cub mm-hmm. or I don't know, Holiday, mm-hmm. and get some Pringles. And we could just DIY this. I'm excited. Because it'd be a lot less than $50, I think. Do you want to try it? I want to try it. Oh Absolutely. First time poor, experiencing caviar is going to be Dawn. on a Pringle. She's going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> and then on Friday, she's going to be like, what are we doing for cheat day? And oh. we're like, hey. So should we surprise her? We should surprise her. Okay, so... Listeners, here's the thing. I don't think she's listening right now. So please, 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 please do not tell her what we're doing. And we're going to surprise her. <laughs> and we got to walk in with the Pringles and be like, hey, here you go. And she's like, oh, there's a new flavor of Pringles. Yep. Yep. There is. Fish egg. <laughs> I love it. Now, yes. do you have any caviar requests? Because there are different kinds of caviar. There's like a, the, the, like the tiny little black ones mm-hmm. or the like big, gelatinous red one. So I'm looking at this right now. So the Smoky Shores is what this company calls it. That's the cheapest one. Those are the big gelatinous orange looking ones. And then the Salt of the Sea, that's the much smaller black uh, ones. And I'm just wondering, so is that kind of where the price is when it comes to caviar normally? So So should I just get the cheapest? I think you should just get the cheapest. Okay. So we're going to get some cheap ass caviar. Sell it! And then, do you want a flavor of Pringles or um, plain? So or? the way they do it is they have original, then they do have um, sour cream and onion and barbecue. So okay. if, if you get the most popular, now the the two the middle two price points, they actually uh, just give you original. But uh, I think we I think we should try a couple. Maybe get the little the little guys. The yeah, little, yeah. The I'll little, get the little yeah, get short like stack things. Yep. I bet the, they'll have those at holiday. So I'll swing mm-hmm. by Coastal Seafood on my way in because it's not. It's actually on my way in. Nice. Um, and I guarantee they've got some amazing caviar. And then I'll get some like actual caviar things that you're supposed to eat it with. Oh, okay, right? cool. Like, I, Just so we can get an idea. Yeah. Just this so will be can. my first time having caviar. Okay. So, and I think if we do it right, you might actually love it. Because, Mike, I think you're a you're, you're a, a aficionado of food oh, yeah. and finer I'll, I'll things. I'll eat pickled herring. I'll eat yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I like fish. All right. So we'll do this upright. Again, listeners, you're on lockdown. No. Don't say a thing. This is going to be a surprise for Dawn. I think, I don't know. I don't think she's going to like it. I don't think she's going to love it at all. I don't like it either. Mm-mm. But uh, thanks for bringing this to our attention. No problem. Uh, when we come back, we're not going to talk about Beetlejuice yet. I am going to talk about it at the end of the hour. But we're going to go back to the story about, oh, we're not going to Bijou Phillips. Why did I have that on our schedule? I think what we were going to talk about is Julie Chen Moonvez. But we might talk about some other stuff, too, Okay. when we come back, right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. I'm Bradley. Dawn will be back tomorrow. It's just Mike and I hanging out, sharing tube meat products, <laughs> uh, which we're both big fans of. I had some... Chicken sausages last night. Ooh, Mike nice. had some breakfast links for lunch today. 
What are you having for dinner? It's all good. Uh, dinner today, what are we having? We just took out some pulled pork that was in the oh, freezer. Okay. So pulled pork and uh, corn on the cob. Oh, How about you? Fresh corn on the cob? Yes, fresh corn on the cob. Uh, I have not had any. You know, I had some. I was getting a tooth implant, and so I had a temporary, and so I couldn't eat corn on the cob, uh, which is killing me because mm. this is like peak. Well, it's actually now towards the end of the season, probably, but I miss sort of like peak uh, sweet corn season. We don't have to go too far down this road, but do you microwave no, it? No, we can. Or how do you prepare your corn on the Okay, cob? you can, and I have done that before because it's so easy. Just some wet paper <sighs> towel, wrap it around the corn. Uh, did you just do it like You don't even bare? need to do that. Yeah. Okay. I, we've uh, discovered this a uh, few months back where you just throw the corn on the cob in there. We don't even touch it. You yeah. just literally throw it in there, normal, put it on for four minutes and usually Perfect. 10 seconds. You take it off, you lop off the bottom, you grab it by the top of it and just kind of shake and it pulls out all oh, of the hair. you're doing Everything the whole is, ass thing. Actually, that's brilliant because yeah. that way it keeps the moisture in. And then, like you said, you it can just cut the thing off. Keeps the moisture in. The hair kind of hangs all together. You pull it out. It Look is completely you. clean. I've uh, blown a couple people's minds in the last two weeks about that uh, tactic. Yeah. Now, the only problem is you can only prepare them one at a time. So you kind of have to. Oh, okay. I mean, if you have one microwave, you yeah. can't throw in more than one. I have one. done where you just take the you know corn on the cob. It's already shucked. Mm-hmm. And then just wrap it in some wet paper towel sure. and stick that in for a few minutes. Gotcha. Uh, other than that, I will say people overcook corn all the time. Yeah. Let's just, I don't care. I'm going to tell you another story in a minute, but mm-hmm. we'll just go with food because Sounds great. we can, Mike. We it's our show. Can. We love it. Um, so corn. Yeah. Yes. People overcook corn. I will just get water boiling, dump it in, and then turn the water off and let it sit there. Like it's the last thing I'll prepare for the meal. Sure. And right as I'm pulling everything else together, I just dunk the corn in and it just sits in that hot water until I'm ready to serve it. Got it. And then, uh, because really, sweet corn, you don't you don't really have to cook it that long. There's not much going on. No. No. I mean, you could probably eat it raw. You don't want to eat it raw, probably. But My least favorite thing, though, is the shucking process and, and the husker. I, I was born in Nebraska, but I'm not a corn husker. You're not a husker. I, I don't love it. Um, so, But just doing it like that through the microwave, yeah. you literally just chop off the back so the fat part is exposed, yeah. and then you just grab on the top and wiggle, and, and it'll just kind of fall right out. You want to let it cool for a little bit because it yeah. does come out steaming hot. So be careful with that, but it's a really quick, easy technique. I will say I will just get a bunch of corn. I'll go out on the patio mm-hmm. and do it, and then the dog loves to like oh. she pretends that she's husking Aww. one of the cobs of corn you don't want to take I, that away from her no so, yeah no right. so she gets to she gets to do that uh a little bit Adorable. and then um then i get well actually and what i will often do is i have one of those little corn shucker things okay it, it's like a little plastic piece that you put on the top and then you just slide it all the way down and it takes the kernels right off but you can get that shucks that corn in no time mm-hmm. but now that my teeth are on <laughs> my my permanent uh tooth is uh my my tooth implant now that the permanent tooth is on i can go back to eating corn on the cob again you guys are real excited Welcome about back. my. <laughs> it was hard do you I know agree. how hard it is oh, I can to not like, first of all, you don't realize how many things you rely on your front teeth to chew until you can't. So mm-hmm. I've been having to chew on the side of my mouth Ooh. for probably a good two months while because uh, they had to truth be told when they put the implant in, it's in my the front of my mouth. It you know shouldn't take that long typically, but they have to put it in and then they have to let it settle the implant and so while the temporary's on, you have to, like, you know, be real sensitive. And then I had a slight infection uh, when they tried to fix a piece of the gum. So that kind of delayed it. I saw. you. Oh, God, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make you relive, relive that moment. 
But that was no fun at all. That looked horrible. I'm oh, sorry. It was just basically a piece of tissue that was my body was like, you're not going to have this on your body anymore. Any, it turns out that's pretty common and normal. But um, long story short is that it postponed the permanent getting installed, <laughs> if you will. And uh, toast. Yeah. Pizza. Sure. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Like chicken wings. Mm. All of that stuff. I had to eat with a fork and a knife. And as someone who loves food, it slows you down so much to have to cut up like a piece of toast. Did find you? Don't you feel bad for me? I feel horrible for you. No, I can't imagine. But did you eat less because it forced you to slow down a little bit? It was like a really good diet plan. <laughs> they, they always say you need to just slow down your eating, and you're not yeah. going to eat as much food. And yeah, like, chew your food carefully. Exactly. So. Well, hmm. some good dental work. Anyway, why were we on the dental work journey? Oh, uh, corn. Corn came because up. you're having corn. You mm-hmm. asked then. Um, what I am having for dinner yeah. tonight, and we're just having pork chops and apple sauce. No, pork chops and some kind of vegetable. Okay. I got to come up with cool before I get home. Nice. This is like this is the season though. Do you do you guys like? Are you into like the farmers market kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah, for sure. So this time of year is so easy and wonderful because there's just so much to do, like yeah. so much to eat. Like you can just like. I don't know, tomatoes, oh, cauliflower, yeah. whatever it is. And so it's been so nice to just go home and I just like take a vegetable and, you know, either roast it or fry it or, you know, put butter on it and be done. It's just so easy. It is easy. I love like some of those big root vegetables, those those thicker ones. You just cut them all up into little pieces, throw them in a pan, yes. throw some hamburger on there, throw it in there yes. and just bake that all up and have a oh, little bit of Oh, I love the idea of, of hamburger. I've yeah. never done that. So like a hamburger. sheet pan mm-hmm. hamburger with like what? Like a you're, potato? You're or? Kind of, you could do potato, but I mean, you could uh, throw like your, uh, any sort of squash. I mean, not squash, but like... Um, your cucumbers and your zucchinis and just different things like that. Tomatoes, zucchini, and then onions, you just like salt and, and roast pepper. It. Or yeah, what? salt and pepper it. Roast like it raw up. hamburger. Um, no, you'd cook the hamburger at first and okay. then put that over the top. I mean, you won't have to completely cook it, but put it yeah, over yeah. the top and then just let it bake together. Wow, and mm-hmm. it doesn't dry out. It's, it doesn't. It's pretty good. Can you do other proteins? Have you done? Certainly that? could. I yeah. haven't. Done I know sheet pan dinner is like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I um, my mom got me into that. She does that a lot, yeah. especially now they've got a huge garden, so they've got so much produce. They're trying to go oh, through. So I'm trying to remember everything that they normally put in there, but there's a lot of stuff. I will say I love just like without the protein, I I may like you know fry something up like the pork chops. I'll just do in the cast iron, but then the vegetables, just cutting them up, olive oil, salt mm-hmm. and pepper. I mean. You don't need to get more con- like I always am like, is this boring? Do I need to do something more? But when it's good produce, you know, you it just it doesn't need anything else. Vegetables when prepared well have such great natural flavors and people I don't think always realize that. Did you grow up eating vegetables in a way other than like canned and boiled? No. Like, Cuz that's how I grew up eating vegetables and mm-hmm. I hated vegetables. Agreed. Uh, we really, truly, other than a baked potato and maybe the occasional acorn squash that my mom would put in the oven, yeah. most of the time it was boiled or from a can. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I like roasted vegetables and I thought, this what is, is this sorcery? And why have, has no, like, I don't understand why generationally we didn't have that. That was not a thing. People did not. I mean, I'm sure people did. Yep. But the average family, I don't remember ever going to my friend's house and their parents like roasting vegetables. I don't either. In the no. oven. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the broccoli like that, that fresh broccoli or cauliflower like yeah. that prepared and roasted with just some I'm olive oil. You, oh. Or yeah, even like a simple salad dressing mm-hmm. or tahini, drizzle a little t- oh. tahini over your cauliflower. Yep. And uh, then you just, you know, 
like you said, pulled pork. How do you make your pulled pork? This one I'm we just, just we're just going up. full food. You well, guys, that's so fine with me. Let but it go. This one's actually the uh, the father in law is a big time smoker. He loves the father in law has oh he's, man, it's, it's great. It is awesome. And what he'll Ruth. do is he's very picky as well. Okay, so it's there's nothing I love better than getting the text saying, "Hey, tried a new recipe, screwed it up." Do you guys want it? And we're like, yep, because then they just immediately go. You're like, screwed it up means I've never had a bad meal there. And I'm also convinced that you know, like some smokers will do, they'll be like, oh, I kind of screwed up this batch here. Do you want some? When really they nailed it, and they know they nailed it. They just want you to be like, exactly. Yeah. I don't think if I actually screwed something up, I'd be giving it out to other people. So um, we are happy to accept those, and they just put them in the food. uh, What do you know? What kind of smoker he has um he's actually so he had a trigger for a while yeah. and used that and he again he he claims he's not the biggest fan of it's basically a glorified oven yeah you know as is what that is but you got all the smokes if you're doing it right you can use the different um different sort of flavors and things like that he is a charcoal guy through and through he's got some different techniques where he can lay kind of like snake the charcoal so it is a slow burn that'll last all day long okay. and he'll use the charcoal grill for all of his smoking usually see i have a green egg mm-hmm Ask me how many times I've used it to smoke meat. How many times have you used that green egg to smoke meat? Zero times. Oh, wow. I have this amazing thing. I won it yeah. at the company Christmas okay. party <laughs> sure. years ago. Yep. And I have cooked pizzas on it. Amazing. Nice. I've cooked steaks and burgers, uh, chicken on it, but I've never smoked it because I get intimidated by the idea that I have to maintain this fire, this charcoal mm-hmm. fire for hours yeah. and then i have to sit around and do it i just need to bite the bullet and figure out how to do it because everybody says there is nothing like smoked meat on a charcoal grill yeah he is a uh and i think we talked about this he's an america test kitchen guy like america's oh, test kitchen i'm test, right there with he, him. he will watch video after video because yeah. these guys the, the, i also the, go to them for all my like product recommendations sure yep yeah. exactly they're the same way but they'll i think the one technique the one way he roasts i think it was like a pork butt or something like they literally did this to fifty thousand pounds of meat or something like they've tried it for it yeah. was months yeah. and months and months that's they what i love about them they every that's little just, technique they until will they just got it perfect beat something mm-hmm. to a pulp to to find out whether it works or not all right well maybe they'll have a video online i'm sure something will. to yeah. do that because yeah. man it's uh, do you have you don't grill we don't unfortunately he's in the apartment right now we can't so yeah. but that's the very first investment once well, we, you don't need to right now you've I got know. somebody who can exactly. hook you up do they do brisket ever oh yeah yep oh, brisket and it's funny because the, the one time we did the brisket he put it like in the cooler to cool but he put it in upside down the fat wasn't on top it was on the bottom so again he was like oh screwed it up gonna have to do it again and i'm like yep you are yeah we'll be do right it again, here when you do it again and please still turned out fantastically but. often and regular <laughs> well thanks for that food update sure. now i got all sorts of ideas so i'm happy hey listeners you'll be happy because when we come back i'm gonna share with you i know a number of you have asked about beetlejuice the musical it's live uh on stage at the orpheum i'm gonna tell you all about last night's performance and uh, whether you should get tickets now, which, spoiler alert, you should go get tickets. We'll talk about Beetlejuice the Musical when we come back right here on My The Jason and Alexis Podcast. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I was just talking about my dental implant, in, implant, in fact. And uh, I am here to tell you that I loved the entire experience. It took a little longer than I thought, but one of the things I appreciate 
about Dakota Dental is that they had a plan from the get-go. They were super helpful informing me exactly what the process entailed, you know, what the risks are, what the causes are, what the most importantly benefits of getting a dental, dental implant were. And I am so grateful. In fact, I took that opportunity with that one tooth to get a dental implant to deal with some crowns around those teeth. And it actually improved my smile way more than I realized. I could not be happier with my smile uh, thanks to Dakota Dental. If you have questions about dental implants or any step of that process, I want you to just pick up the phone and call dakotadental.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. CWP. Bradley trainer Don McLean, producer Mike Ganger. The adventures of Bradley and Don. Don't we have the greatest adventures? Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I can buy myself flowers. Be sure to tune in to Jason and Alexis every Friday morning at 8:30 for weekly trivia face-off. It's powered by Trivia Mafia. Each week the morning show will face off against a new set of opponents and compete on different trivia topics. Tune in to see who wins or watch later at mytalk1071.com. Plus, you can catch up on all the past trivia face-offs on our YouTube channel. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, that didn't work. We'll try again. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I almost said welcome to the Adventures of Bradley Trainer. However, that would be correct for today, but not tomorrow, because Dawn will be back with us again tomorrow. Today is just Mike and myself. Mike. Yeah. I went to Beetlejuice last night. Did Ooh. you know it was in town? Did you keep your hands to yourself? I... T- <laughs> Thank you for that joke, because uh, truth be told, uh, I did keep my hands okay, to myself, good. and so did Jamie. We Got were it. on our best behavior, Smart. unlike some people. They got cameras in those theaters. Did you know that? Okay, well, also, that's the question Jamie had. So if you don't know, <laughs> a politician got real handsy during a performance of Beetlejuice, and that led to a bunch of you know conversation yeah. online. We'll just leave it at that. But And by the way, people were making jokes about that left and right last night, and... Um, I thought to myself when I saw that video, like, do they, is there always video inside the theater? I think it's kind of common. It must be. And especially like even movie theaters and stuff. I think it's pretty common that those types of cameras But it's got some good, like Mm -hmm. that was a good quality camera because you could see some stuff. (laughs) You could. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that was not last night, of course, at the... Uh, Orpheum. But I did not know it was in town. To it is your question. It is at the Orpheum. The Hennepin Theater Trust is putting on Beetlejuice, or they're hosting rather the national tour of Beetlejuice, the Broadway musical, the hit Broadway musical that was shut down for COVID and then brought back to great acclaim and has won plenty of awards. Now, of course, the touring version is a little different than the the original Broadway production. But what I will say is. You will love Beetlejuice, the musical. So if you have the opportunity to go see it before it leaves now through uh, September 24th, it will be at the Orpheum. And there are shows every evening and matinees, of course, on Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of tickets still available. You can go get them. Mike, um, can we play a little bit of uh, the musical? Now, this is not the same performers that were on stage last night, no. but this is from their uh, Broadway tour uh, page. A little clip of Beetlejuice singing from the musical. 
You could use a buddy. Don't you want a pal? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Girl, the way I see it, your daddy should be leaving and you should stick around and kill him. What? Nothing. So, Lydia, don't envy yourself. Defend yourself. Daddy is the one you should name. Together we'll exterminate. Assassinate! Oh! The finer points can wait, but first you gotta say my name. Fake cartwheel. Go ahead and jump, but that won't stop him. Here you got a solid plan B option. I could bring your daddy so much pain. All you gotta do is say my name. Girl, just say it three times in a row. And you won't believe how far I'll go. I'm on the bench, but coach, just put me in the game. All you gotta do is say my name. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And that happens, of course. Yeah. Did you see the music or the movie? I right? actually never have. You've never seen Beetlejuice? I know. I get this reaction. This is one of those movies where everyone's like, wait a minute, what? You've never seen it? It was a couple years after I was born and I just never watched it. Yeah, don't rub it in. I'm sorry. Uh, 1988, of yeah. course. Apparently there was, there's like a Beetlejuice 2 happening. We've talked about oh, yeah. that, it's right? Been, yeah, it's worked on, I think, um, the... Lydia Dietz character, Winona Ryder's character. That's going to be Wednesday. Um, and have uh, we talked about Michael Keaton? Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be Beetlejuice again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Jenna it's Ortega all coming back to me. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the original movie from 1988, like that was for me. So 1988 for me was, I think, like eighth or ninth grade. Okay. So right as I was going into high school. So like formative years. That musical was like right up my alley because it's kind of offensive. Sure. And it's about like kids sort of not liking their parents. Mm -hmm. And it's Tim Burton. And you also have to remember like this is around the time of Batman, that incarnation, the Michael Keaton. So like we were having a moment with that. And that really just, you know, for me is burned into my head. You've got Gina Davis. You had Gina Davis uh, in the movie. Um, along with Alec Baldwin and uh, what's her name, Moira, Catherine O'Hara, Catherine mm-hmm. O'Hara, and um, you know, uh, of course, Winona. Just so many amazing actors. That said, that's that, or I should say, that is to say rather that I had high hopes. Then last night, the bar was pretty high. Sure, and usually, I will tell you, my experience with movie musicals is. okay yeah great no i mean it's kind of uh sure hard to live Um, i'm gonna go watch the movie again a lot of times with musicals like that that's how i feel this one absolutely stands alone awesome Uh, a, a, a force in and of itself uh jamie and i both and he was adamant through the first half of the musical last night it's about two and a half hour run okay there is an intermission and he was more pleased with the first half than the second half. But I will say they kept up the energy. And there are a couple, I felt like there are a couple extra songs in the second half that maybe weren't necessary. But I will say that the singing and the way that they told the story on stage versus the movie was brilliant. Like they did just a great job because it's not the same as the TV movie, right? They had to do things a little differently. Okay. Um, so if you, like want it to be exactly like the movie it's not gonna be but i don't think you're gonna be any less happy did it capture some of the tim burton-esque-ness oh, yes it did okay cool yep absolutely in the the titular role of beetlejuice himself but also the staging mm-hmm. the scenery i don't want to give away anything but there are some big giant set pieces okay cool that will show up and the singing was just 
just phenomenal. I mean, truly, like, they blew the house down. The, the young performer, and I'm going to get her name uh, because I want to make sure she gets credit um, for just the amazing, the one who plays Lydia. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I'll figure it out. But anyway, okay. moral of the story is Beetlejuice, the touring production at the Orpheum through the 24th. Go get tickets if you can. Um, you'll absolutely love it. And I would not tell you that if I didn't think that. Like, there are productions mm -hmm. where I'm like, that was a fine production. Sure, yep. And I'm glad I had a nice time out at the theater because I think live theater is an important thing. But that's not necessarily always uh, my reaction. This one, though, I would say wholeheartedly, um, you should feel great going to see that show. Love it. Day oh day. Are you a big musical person? Right? Um I am, yeah. I enjoy it. Just as it's it's amazing. Like you talked about, when you when you nail it, you've got those actors and actresses that are up there just absolutely uh crushing it and can hit notes and can do so in such a it's a more intimate I mean it's it's a such a fun way to absorb entertainment that way because you're around all these different people it feels just so different well there's an energy else. there's, there's a, a real live energy because there's actual live people on stage and unlike exactly there's live people and unlike or kind of like you'll see in many different stage performances there's no net like you something goes wrong something gets screwed yeah. up it's there it's happening it's live also and, it's a foul foul mouth it is? production okay, gotcha. like they're really they kind of but not not in a a offensive way mm -hmm. I, it's hard because you know we live in a time where people i feel like are uh, just you wonder if they're going to go all in and sure. let me just say they go all in without okay. being, you know, offensive or just gross, yes. but like they kind of just let it fly and they make some obvious jokes. You're going to be like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> they're going there. By yes. the way, Isabella Esler is the oh, okay. uh, woman who plays Lydia and she just like knocks it out of the park as do literally everybody else in the cast. But she particularly just, she kind of hit a home run. But yeah, it's there's an energy that mm -hmm. you're feeding off of. The, and the audience returns back to the stage and it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, it's super fun. What's your favorite uh, musical? Experience? Favorite musical? Yeah. Probably Book of Mormon. Okay. Um, to be followed up by Priscilla, which is another movie-based musical based on Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I did not. Mike. I know. We got to... Gonna have to create a list of movies for you to watch. <laughs> okay, are I mean, you like? Do you have a favorite musical? I'm not really not offhand. That do I you go see a lot of, of musicals? We we go. I mean, if if it's an opportunity or there's something, I'm not, not certainly not opposed to it. We enjoy okay. it when we go. I mean, the most recent uh, stage production of anything, I guess, was uh, The Lion King last uh, fall. I think. Oh God, you had to have loved that. Oh, it was super. Awesome. I have not. That's literally one of the few modern mm -hmm. contemporary musicals I haven't seen yet. So there was that one, and uh, yeah, so. All right. Fun. Well, if uh, and I'm I was just trying to look to see if they had any last minute like sometimes they'll have a rush. Oh, and okay, I don't sure. see anything here about a rush. But those who know the Hennepin Theater Trust better than I do may know. So I would just say head to Hennepin Theater Trust dot org for all the details. But like I said, you've got plenty of performances between now and their last uh, performance here in the Twin Cities on September 4th in downtown Minneapolis at the Orpheum. Mike. Yes. When we come back. Grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Do you like to do it online or in person? Interesting. Think about that question. We're going to answer it when we come back because it turns out one generation loves online and one in, uh, generation loves in person. We'll tell you who when we come back right here on